Episode 341 of the Biz Talk Podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I'm editor Kirk Semenoff. Dr. Howard Chang is the director of the emergency department at Via Christi St. Francis, and in 2024, he will be the president of the Medical Society of Sedgwick County. The former WBJ healthcare hero joins me to talk about the Medical Society and his year coming up as president, as well as the state of our local emergency rooms, almost four years now past the beginning of COVID-19. Frontline responders took a physical, mental, and emotional beating, and Dr. Chang has a unique perspective on all of it. Howard Chang joins me in just a minute. But first, here's a look at what's in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. Our cover story this week is our annual Best Places to Work Awards. The award finalists and winners are determined by surveys given to the company's own employees, then are tallied and given final standings. We profile 36 companies who finished the best in the Wichita area. Best Places to Work begins on page 11. Our list this week is MBA programs at Kansas colleges and universities. See how most MBA programs are having some minor growth, but read about one university that lost many students from its program. The list is on page eight. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly lead section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 57. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Howard Chang is the medical director of the emergency department at Ascension Via Christi St. Francis here in Wichita. And next year in 2024, he will be the president of the Medical Society of Sedgwick County. That is the organization that advocates for Wichita area physicians and for health care in the Wichita area. Dr. Chang, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, Kirk. Uh, I have a lot I want to ask you about, including the state of our emergency departments today in the Wichita sure. area after a terribly stressful few years. But first, let's get to, you, get to know you a little bit for listeners outside the medical community. Where are you from? How did you get into medicine? All right. I am originally from the Washington, D.C. area. I was born and raised in the suburbs of D.C. in Maryland. I went to the University of Maryland for undergrad and then attended the University of Virginia for, the, for, for medical school. Then I did residency in Philadelphia at Temple University. That's in the North Philadelphia. I came here out of residency and I, I moved straight from the East Coast to Wichita, Kansas. I was recruited here by another physician in the area who also did residency in Philadelphia at Temple. And when I interviewed here, I didn't know what to expect. I thought maybe I'd be living on a farm. <laughs> I Just coming from the D.C., you know, the big city area, I had no idea what to expect. And when I showed up, I thought, wow, this is actually a, a real city. Lots to do, lots to see, great housing, uh, great cost of living. And I decided to at least settle here for five years. That was my plan, F five year plan. How long ago was that? And that was 15 years ago. <laughs> so I actually took a job back in DC in 2014. I, I, I worked in DC for about six months. And I decided I hated it. And I came right back to Wichita. Okay, what did you hate about that job going back to DC? 
Well, the 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 patients were not as nice as they are here in Wichita. Let's just say, let's just say that. <laughs> they, the patients here are amazing. The people I worked with here are amazing. My colleagues are amazing. Uh, also, the, the cost of living, the lifestyle, the traffic is, is, is unbeatable. Mm-hmm. I know we complain about traffic and having to drive 20 minutes from east to west side, you know, the east to west side of town. But we used to have docs in D.C. who would, on their way home from a night shift, have to pull over and take a two-hour nap because the traffic was so bad, oh. and they couldn't make it their 12 miles back into D.C. Oh. Just to drive 12 miles, they'd have to pull over for a nap. It was, it was incredible that they just didn't know what it was like living in, and working in Wichita. Did it even amaze you once you realized, hey, I'd kind of like to be back in Kansas? Yeah, it's amazing that the how spoiled I'd gotten in the past, you know, in the five years, six or eight years that I was here before I moved to the D.C. area, uh, I didn't realize how sport I had gotten until I, until I moved back there. I mean, it used to take me 25 minutes to drive four miles. Wow. Yeah. I, I think it's hilarious what you say about the Kansas patients being nicer because I've always thought if you want to ever want to be nice to a person, be nice to your emergency room physician. <laughs> most people are nice. I, I think most people are very nice and very, very respectable here. Good. Uh, so... What was it about emergency room uh, doctoring, I'll, I'll say? I didn't find right. the right word. What was it about the emergency room that uh, attracted you? Good question. You know, I've always wanted to work in the emergency room. Back in high school, I used to volunteer in the ER in the Maryland suburbs outside D.C. What would you do? I was pushing patients around. I was changing linens. I was answering phones. I would help hold people down if they needed to be held down, just, just helping with whatever, gather supplies, whatever needed to be done. I was, I was one of those red and white shirt-wearing candy stripers. So you, did you just kind of figure, this is, this is where I want to be? I just thought it was really cool, actually. Yeah. But then, then, I, then I, you know, I really enjoyed the idea of being the jack-of-all-trades, knowing a little bit about everything, um, at least knowing the most exciting parts about every specialty, uh-huh. right? The emergency parts. I also like the idea of being the guy that somebody might want to have on, on hand if there's an in-flight emergency or an emergency situation in another country. Um, I just want to have that knowledge. Mm-hmm. You are the, you're the medical director of the Ascension Via Christi St. Francis Emergency Department. Tell me what the medical director does as far as being in charge of the whole ER. Oh, I, I basically make sure that we have high quality of care. We have good throughput of patients because, you know, the emergency department is extremely busy. And we want to make sure patients are in and out as quickly as possible and that they're getting the best care possible. I also have to make sure that my nurses are taken care of. I have to make sure my docs are taken care of. We also have about 35 advanced providers, which are PAs and nurse practitioners. We also employ about 70 scribes. Uh, these are basically college students who want to get into the health profession, and they're working in our emergency department to you know, improve their knowledge. Mm-hmm. It seems like a lot to keep organized. How, 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 well, how long have you been doing it, and then was it, was it a tough adjustment for you? It was a very tough adjustment. I started in 2015, but it's gotten easier and easier. I mean, as long as you put patient care as your focus— Everything just sort of falls in place. If you're ever unsure what to do, just think about what's best for the patient, and that makes your decisions so much be- so much easier. Mm-hmm. Do you still treat patients? 
Oh, yes. I work about 50% clinically and 50% administration. Is that by choice or is that something that you really wanted to do as a doctor? No, I, I never want to give that give up clinical medicine. That's probably my favorite part of my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are also, uh, you head up Vituity, uh, which is the medical group that staffs Ascension's emergencies department yeah. in Wichita. Talk about how that yeah. dynamic works. So Vituity started maybe about 50 years ago in California as a group called California Emergency Physicians. But it's no longer just in California. It's no longer just emergency. It's no longer just physicians. It's across the United States. We're in about half of the states now, including, of course, Wichita, Kansas. Um, but we have sites in, in you know, New York and Florida, Michigan, ev- everywhere around the country. And we do not just emergency medicine, but hospitalist medicine, surgery, uh, ne- neurology, psychiatry, et cetera. So they changed the name in 2018 to Vituity. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sort of rebranded. Uh, I serve as the medical director for the St. Francis Emergency Department. Um, I answer to a regional director, uh, and we, he answers to a vice president with a vituity. Mm-hmm. It just goes on and on. I see. Yeah. Okay. Talk about the, you know, we, we've written in the Business Journal for, you know, four years now about COVID and partially the effect it's had on emergency room physicians, nurses, everyone in the emergency department. Uh, can you talk about those years, especially 2020 and 2021, and what that was like? Yeah. When 2020, when, when COVID first happened in 2020, we didn't know what to expect, really. We heard news from Asia. We heard news from New York City and the, and the coast. And we did realize it was just a matter of time before it came to Kansas. And when it started coming to Kansas, you know, there was a lot of fear. So a lot, we had physicians retire. We had nurses who decided, no, I'm not going to play this game anymore. And we didn't really know what to expect. So we were pretty prepared. We had our gloves, our gowns, our N95s. We had everything ready to go. And we actually took care of more COVID patients in the state of Kansas than any other hospital at St. Francis. And we had the best outcomes, too. So we actually did a fantastic job. What really seemed to help was the medical society was able to get the word out that you know, emergency departments were going to be bogged down. We're, we're, we just don't have enough resources. Mm-hmm. So a lot of patients stayed away from the emergency department, and our volumes probably dropped about 50%. And that was, that was unique because suddenly docs were just sitting around, advanced providers were just sitting around, scribes were sitting around, nurses were sitting around. So we had to adjust our staffing a little bit. Um, but we all came through, and, and uh, now volumes are almost back to where they were pre-COVID. What a, talk about the mental and emotional sides of COVID that, that first year especially and what that was like. You know, in the, in the emergency department, it's sort of scary because you don't know what's coming in through the door. You might have somebody coming in with a broken ankle, but they also have COVID, right? Your, your cough, obviously, you're worried about and you suspect may have COVID, but it could be even the guy who shows up with a really bad headache or a stroke or a heart attack, they may also have COVID. And it's completely undifferentiated. So we had to be fully prepared and honestly a bit paranoid. We had to be really like conscientious that anybody we interact with may have COVID. And we even had physicians in our group get COVID and get hospitalized. And it's very scary. And But somebody had to do it, right? This is what we're trained for. This is what we're designed for. We, we planned and we we really worked hard to make sure our emergency departments were running as efficiently as possible. But it, it was definitely a scary time for everyone and very mentally challenging. Um, a lot of us 
to take up hobbies just to just to help mentally offload a little bit and de de stress decompress. Um, but overall, it was, it was just a really tough time because everything changed in the world. What was your hobby? Uh, I got into gardening. <laughs> <laughs> I got into gardening. It was, and uh, I started growing tomatoes and cucumbers, and it was like the best stress reliever ever. I, I never thought I'd be a gardener, mm -hmm. but now I love it. We, you know, we've talked about frontline physicians, frontline nurses who were, who were battling during COVID. But you also had the additional part of having to schedule people. You might have people who had COVID that you couldn't schedule. Um, how taxing was that as the guy who had to make it all run on time? Well, I fortunately have an amazing team. So when one of my docs got sick, I could just send out emails and text messages and other docs would pick up the shifts. So it wasn't as bad as, as it could have been because I just have a great team of docs who are always willing to step up and, and help. And same thing goes for our advanced provider group whenever anyone got sick when they were out for five days with COVID or 10 days with COVID somebody else would step up and help fill that gap you couldn't it's not like we could travel then right no. we weren't going anywhere we we're just stuck at home gardening <laughs> so we had nothing else to do might as well work a shift that's true uh what are the lasting effects from COVID on an emergency department whether it be yours or any other yeah. Uh, what have you all learned from best practices in that, that one or two year period that keeps going? You know, the, the, I would say the newest pandemic right now is a lack of nurse staffing. We just don't have enough nurses to help staff the emergency department, to help staff the hospital. And as a result, because nursing has left, a lot of nursing staff has left the acute hospital setting for you know, greener pastures or whatever. It's, it's gotten a lot harder to get patients through the emergency department and upstairs. I mean, these are patients who really need to be upstairs and the bed upstairs. So we're doing the best we can. As things have gotten better, um, I would say that's probably the biggest lasting impact that COVID has had on, on the emergency department. What kind of COVID numbers are you seeing today? I would probably say I, I see one COVID patient per shift, per doc. So maybe... 10 to 20 patients per day across the Via Christi system. Mm -hmm. But not as severe? No, the cases are not nearly as severe as it was back in 2020. Mm -hmm. But you and I were talking ahead of time, and it's almost like this. you said it was COVID season, just like there's a flu season. Yeah. Uh, and that's why we're seeing more cases now. And we just do we just need to get used to this? Yeah, I predict in the future we're going to replace flu season with COVID season. <laughs> Uh, but over the summer, we definitely had a lull in COVID. We just didn't see much COVID at all. Just like we don't see very many respiratory viruses in the summertime. But now that people are huddled indoors, there's more transmission and, and, and of viruses, whether it's RSV or influenza or COVID, we're definitely seeing more and more COVID. I haven't seen too many flu cases yet, but COVID seems to be on the rise. Mm -hmm. You are uh, going to be president of the Medical Society next year, starting in January. Uh, how did you get involved with the Medical Society? Because for those who don't know, there's, there's hundreds, if not thousands, of doctors in the Wichita area. Not all of them are Medical Society members, and, and you're, you're as involved as anyone. Yeah, the Medical Society is extremely important to the city of, I mean, the, the Sedgwick County, the city of Wichita. It's, it's represents... It, it represents quality health care for the patients in our, in our community. And we, we represent the physicians. We want to make sure the physicians are kept up to date, are knowledgeable with best practices, 
what's going on in the community, what are the concerns of, of today. I think, I think this is just such an important organization I had to become involved. I'd run for board of directors before in the past, and then one day, I guess about a year, year and a half ago maybe, Jeannie, Dr. Jeannie Croker just called me up and said, hey, would you like to you know, be on the slate for uh, president-elect for 2023? I said, of course. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to get more involved. And I, I'd worked with Philip Brownlee in the past, and he's so fantastic as the executive director of the MSSC. I just, I, I think it was a no-brainer for me to get involved in. Mm-hmm. It was so important that I got my entire physician group involved. Like, we all became members of the Medical Society, whereas previously only a, a small portion of us were. Mm-hmm. What kind of agenda can a new president have over the course of a year? What, and what is important to you over this next year? There are so many issues in healthcare care that, uh, that we need to fix. So it could be anything from the opioid crisis you know, I see fentanyl overdoses every shift at St. Francis when I'm working or whatever hospital ER I'm working at. It, the, the mental health issues, we just lack mental health resources, and we have a growing mental health population. Uh, the nursing crisis I talked about, the, the staffing crisis, we just don't have enough nurses. I mean, there, there's a whole abundance of things. And also, I, I, think a, I think a very important thing that the medical society does is advocacy. You know, we work with Kansas Medical Society. We go up to Topeka to talk to our elected officials. We have dinner with our elected officials. These are the people that can really positively impact healthcare in our community. So the more that we can touch base with these elected officials, the better it is for our medical community or our patients, uh, ultimately. When, when you go up there in January to have dinner with those elected officials, what, what are the main things you want to tell them that, that you need as an emergency department uh, director? Yeah. Well, one, one thing that's extremely interesting and I'm a very big proponent of that I, I do want to talk about is something the AMA is currently pushing is that, they, that, is that we believe there should be a physician in every hospital 24-7 as long as they're saying that there's an emergency department there. Just like if I walk onto an airplane and I see a person in a pilot's hat, I expect that person to be a board, you know, some certified pilot. I expect if I see a big red sign that says emergency room, that there's an emergency or at least a physician there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to necessarily be an emergency physician, but at least a physician there. I think it's, it's doing a disservice to Kansans when that's not the case. Mm-hmm. You mentioned fentanyl and other uh, substance abuse. How have emergency rooms had to adapt either recently or over the past few years in terms of being ready for more of those patients? I don't, I don't think we've really had to adapt so much to say. I, I think we just become more aware that when somebody comes in obtunded, lethargic, not acting right, it's very likely that's a fentanyl issue. And we have to be prepared to reverse that medication, that the fentanyl overdose on with Narcan or some other medication. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing the legislature did do in 2023 was pass a violence against health workers uh, law that, that kind of stiffens the penalties for for assaults or things like that against health care yeah. workers who are trying right. to trying to care for patients. Right. Uh, did the medical society play a role in that? And, and how much how how big a benefit is that for you? Right. In twenty early twenty twenty three, I think it was January, maybe January twenty fifth, twenty twenty three, a group of 
12 emergency physicians from Via Christi went up to Topeka. I rented a 15-passenger van, and we drove up there. We set up meetings with our elected officials. We talked about this violence against healthcare workers because the emergency department is the front line. We, we see everybody. Police bring patients in. EMS brings patients in. Sometimes these patients are completely uh, uptunded, and they don't know what they're doing, and, and healthcare workers get hurt. Sometimes they do know what they're doing, and healthcare workers get hurt. I've had physicians bleeding from getting bitten. You know, we've had people pull out knives. Uh, once when I was working in ER, a gun went off. It's just, it needs to stop, and there's just not enough penalty. And I don't want to say anything negative about the police department. I think they do a very good job, but we just need more more. We just need more. Mm-hmm. A uh, couple final questions. You have been here in, in Kansas for about 15 years with a short stint in D.C. Are you here long term? I'm here forever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because? My, my wife doesn't want to leave. <laughs> I'm here forever because I love the group I work with. I love the nurses I work with. I love the docs I have. Uh, I, love, I love my job. I think uh, we, we just have a very nice medical community. My specialists are fantastic. My hospitalists that I admit with, I admit to and I work with are fantastic. I just can't imagine a better emergency physician job than the one I have. I've talked to a lot of friends and they just, they don't, you know, I, I also do the recruiting for my group. And as long as I can get a physician out here for, for a little while, just to, just to see what it's like to live in Kansas, because I think living in Wichita, Kansas is the biggest barrier mentally for them to to overcome to, to get here and take a job with us but once i get them here they're like man this is the best job do you tell them hey i had the same reservations when i was of course yeah, yeah. I, we we talk to them at length but mm-hmm. sometimes just getting them to to uh, move here and rent a house or buy a house is, is very challenging mm-hmm. last question and this is a television question what uh, ER dramas are the most realistic or are there any that are realistic at all it's a good question I most of them are very unrealistic um, I would I, I know it sounds silly but I would say scrubs <laughs> <laughs> you know JD and uh, <laughs> I can't remember the other guy's name but but uh, it, it's there's a lot of fun that happens in the emergency department. It's very wholesome, mm-hmm. and we we all work together, and it's 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 a, it's a very nice vibe that we have. Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Howard Chang, president of the Medical Society of Sedgwick County for next year, and uh, the medical director of the ER at at West. And I'm sorry, at, at Ascension Via Christi. Thanks so much for being here. I appreciate it. All right, thank you, Kirk. Thanks for having me. Well, that's it for Biz Talk this week, episode 341. Check out all our podcast episodes at our BizTalk Hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and for subscribing. BizTalk is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thank you very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.